what's going on, buddy? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this. This is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast, brought to you by MSOT Rocks Rock and Metal Thrive. Hey, man, happy Wednesday, everybody. It is the 25th of August, and this episode... Man, this episode takes you for a ride. Trust me on this one. Before we get started, though, I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness. Concerts are back. Live shows are back. I'm in mosh pits all the time. I'm going nuts. I'm having a great time. But I got to make sure my fitness level is up. Peak performance condition because, man, I don't want to tap out half through these shows. Plus, we missed out on concerts in 2020. I want to make sure I'm at every single one. These got to make sure you know I'm in fit to top shape. So, how do I do that? Go to the gym, work out, hit a bunch of cardio, like run nine miles, bike for an hour, hit the Stairmaster, lift. But I got to recover at some point. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in with different pre-workouts, BCAA recovery supplements, proteins, both AM and after workout proteins, creatines, multivitamins, whatever it might be, Phoenix Fitness has you covered. Our listeners get 15, count it, 1, 5% off at phoenixfitness.com. Link description below when you use the code MSOTD at checkout. So please go and do that. I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Finish, for that one. But now on to the show because this band, Phineas, has a brand new album coming out on August 27th called The Fire Itself. And I got to talk to Sean and we dove deep into three songs that I thought on this album were the best three songs. But how we dive deep into them is we take a look at the deep connection that these songs have meaning wise to Sean and the personal feelings behind them. And we connect that all with a lot of things about life when it comes to having this mental war within yourself to overcome something when it comes to not really loving yourself, being down and out in a moment, you know, not going after you. We really go in deep in all this stuff and how these songs really pull out these full emotions, especially through the guitar work on these as well. So you really get a deep dive look into how personal this album is and how this album is really going to take you for a ride emotionally in the best way possible. Enough with me talking about it. Let's just jump right into it. Are you guys ready? Because this episode is nothing short of incredible. So let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. If you've noticed anything in 2021, it's that when it comes to metalcore, oh my god, the kind of quality that's coming out from all this kind of new music that's coming out metalcore has been absolutely insane and this band has an album coming out on august 27th and let me tell you right now they are absolutely in that group of high quality metalcore music being released in 2021 so please welcome from the band phineas sean so sean welcome to core progression podcast hey man thanks for having me thanks for being on man how's everything going in you know your neck of the woods and your part of the world today uh it cooled down today, so I'm I'm doing well, man. It's like 75 degrees out here in Southern California, so I'm enjoying it, man. Just okay. uh, hanging out. Okay, how's it 75 degrees in California? And here I'm at in Milwaukee, Wisconsin right now when I'm shooting this, it's 90. Yeah, it's, I mean, that sounds like the Midwest, man. <laughs> we yeah. we uh, used to live out in Iowa, so I know a little bit about that. Oh, so you're well aware of the fact that all of a sudden the summer is coming. It can get like to be like 90, 95 and humid. And then all of a sudden, give it a couple of months. Next thing you know, you're dealing with sub-zero temperatures. <laughs> Cars oh, not dude, starting in the morning. <laughs> dude, the Midwest is the most, it has the most brutal winters out of any place that I've ever been. So 100%. 
I've had to deal with it all my life. Basically, my whole entire life in Wisconsin, except for when I was in college and I lived in Minnesota. So I made it even worse than myself. But, yeah. Brutal. Brutal. But that's the way it rolls. But Sean, as we open up this podcast, one thing I always like to do with my guests is I like to have you guys introduce yourselves by answering three very specific questions. The first two, okay. they are super simple, man. I mean, if you mess them up, that there will be kind of questions asked about that. But the third one, okay. the third one's always my favorite because it kind of puts you on the spot a little bit, but it always is kind of like the funny way to put you on the spot. So the first question okay. is, what is your name? The second question is, when it comes to Phineas, what do you do in the band? And the third one is, I want to know if you have a little like fun factor, a fun, wacky, interesting story about yourself that will hopefully make me fall out of my chair laughing, bang my head on the table, get my ninth concussion in my lifetime, and basically just make me lose my shit. Because I have had bands come close to that where I've heard bands chloroform their lead singers, drag him to a uh, beach in Florida, bury him halfway in the sand so when he woke up it made it look like his like legs were bitten off by sharks. I've heard some even crazier ones in terms of just people going on the road and um, the wacky things that happen when you have to go to the bathroom on the road. So I've, I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of crazy stuff and I always like to hear what everyone has to say because it kind of just is kind of just honestly, I've got crazy stories too that I've shared as well. I just like to see what you guys have to say. So Sean, I'll let you take it away. Oh my gosh, man. That's a lot of pressure, bro. <laughs> That was a lot of pressure. Make you fall out of your chair laughing. Dude, I don't have any. I'm not that clever off the bat. But, uh, I mean, oh, well. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, My name is Sean McCulloch, and I sing for the band Phineas. And for a stretch of years, we used to bring a taser and blow darts on the road with us so we could tase each other and (laughs) shoot each other with blow darts. So... (laughs) Uh, there, the taser no longer exists because it was detained at the Canadian border. Um, our drummer at the time, Lee is addicted to honesty. And so when, when we were crossing and he was sitting in the driver's seat, you know, he's like visibly shaking, he's just a little nervous. And the officer asks if there is, if there are any weapons on, uh, weapons in the van and him being super nervous and addicted to honesty was like uh uh we we have a taser and he was like just gave us a mean look and step out of the vehicle <laughs> and so we all got to go into the border crossing building and uh i remember sitting outside with my buddy mark on the bench outside at the uh i can't remember where we were crossing anyways i <laughs> The noise of that taser, you know, it's unmistakable. It's just, right? It's very, very loud, very discernible, like discernibly a taser. Anyway, so the van gets taken into this, you know, their their little search garage. And so they're searching through it, whatever. They find the taser and we know they found it because they started running it out of battery. Like they're just pressing like holding it down until it you know and then bam 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 because the dude destroyed it with a hammer so that's uh that's that that was the end of that we never brought a taser with us ever again so well i mean i don't blame you after having it detained by the mounties at the border and all of a sudden just hearing it just get completely smashed to bits by a hammer 
there it was it was it was kind of scary we were just like oh dang okay all right it's kind of funny though that that's i mean it just had a very violent ending to its life but you know whatever but you guys just like so. bring it on on tour just to like tase each other just like out of nowhere just kind of like uh like a jackass style kind of thing literally ask any of the bands that we've toured with yeah <laughs> no <laughs> yeah like that's i you know it was it was actually pretty useful i mean it, it would get it would get some of us like out of bed when we needed to load in you know just be like all right guys time to load in and everybody's just like oh like waking up like yeah not trying to catch the taser while i'm sleeping so oh god no that just sounds horrible just that sounds like might be maybe the worst way possible to wake up just because all of a sudden it's you're peacefully sleeping you're dreaming about you know gumdrops and like i don't know what the hell you guys would be dreaming of and all of a sudden you just get what was that riffs riffs not that's a much better way than gumdrops (laughs) but all of a sudden it's just you're dreaming of riffs and you come up with this great riff in your head while dreaming and next thing you know you get violently woken up by a taser fall out of bed and also like hey man try time to load in yeah had a great riff going man and you ruined it yeah (laughs) no man it was it it was a lot of fun it kind of kept you on the edge of your seat you know, and it's kind of like made everything unpredictable. I, I I feel like Wolves at the Gate kind of kind of doesn't like us because we had the taser, though. But um, <laughs> but that's OK. That's OK. I, I think I think they got over it. I'm going to have to like dudes. go through like the list of guests I've had in the podcast and see who I've who I've had on the podcast that has toured with you guys just to like go back to them and ask about this taser and see what they <laughs> thought of it. I'm kind of curious. I'm pretty sure. Over time, I've interviewed probably like at least one or two that have been on tour with you at some point. I mean, I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll look. I could look through like all these old different tour posters, try and figure it out. I never know. But all of a sudden, if I ask about the taser, I might go. They might have like this like flashback of just, oh god, oh that taser. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> no, we. It was. It was a thing for a while. It was around, I think it was like 2014 through 2016. And I think 2016, it finally died. Uh, RIP. But um, no, it was a good time. That was a good time. There's also a time in Birmingham, Alabama with the blow darts where our drummer Lee blow darted a freaking wasp to the wall. That was pretty <laughs> sick. So... Yeah, I mean, like the odds of that are pretty wild. So, you know, you do things to keep yourself busy, you know, whether those things are smart things, eh, it's debatable, but I mean, there's, there's smart things there. And then there are things that are inspired by jackass that just create these crazy stories. But if we've learned anything from the jackass guys, it's that you can make a lot of money and make a lot of good shit off of just these dumb ideas. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're coming oh, yeah. out with like they're coming out with a fourth movie, like what 10, 11 years after they came out with Jackass three, and it's dude, it actually looks pretty good. I feel like at a certain point, they're like those dudes' bodies are just going to start shutting down, man. That kind of makes me concerned, to be honest. It's like, look, I'm like I feel like I'm old and I'm thirty three, like, but those those guys are pushing forties, you know, like, dude. I, I don't know, man. If I fell off a skateboard now, I'd be out of commission for like six weeks. You know what I mean? Like, I'd break my old man hip. So I, I don't know how they're gonna do. I don't know. We'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. 
I guess we're going to have to do with a lot of determination, mental awareness, and a lot of painkillers. I would imagine so, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I would imagine so, but now that you guys don't have to worry about having the taser on tour anymore, having like full-on blow darts where Lee can just basically shoot a wasp and tag him on the wall. I mean, did he keep that wasp like as like a little trophy? Like, hey guys, I did this. He didn't keep it. He definitely took a photo of it. It's somewhere. It exists, but... Yeah. Man, I'm going to want to see that photo. But outside of the crazy stories and whatnot, I know you guys have a brand new, I'm called The Fire Itself, coming out on August 27th. And like I said at the intro of this podcast, there's been a lot of great metalcore music that has come out in 2021. And you guys are pretty much falling right in line with the, you guys are coming out with some great metalcore music where I went through the whole entire album. And there were a couple of songs on this album where, I mean, I I basically fell back in my chair listening to them just getting completely lost in them, trying to figure out the meaning of the songs, then also taking a look at some of these different ideas or different influences you might have put into your music just to see how they pulled out those full-on full themes. And I got to tell you, man, that like three of these songs just really took me for a ride where I think I sat in this chair for 20 minutes with my hand like this for each song, just getting fully lost in it and kind of in a state of disbelief that this song actually exists. Oh, well, that's sick. And that's for, awesome. Man. And I'll I'll jump into the first one because looking at like when I looked through the little uh, press release that that was sent before this, it said that the album was based on your internal thoughts while pressing to what it feels like to be a broken human being from your own perspective. So when I looked at yeah. that, I'm like, okay, let's take a look at these songs. And when I first try to figure them out, like let's take a look at that mindset to kind of relate it to what the song is trying to come out with, to kind of come up with like an ideal like meaning for the song, and then see how the instrumentals play off that, and how the vocals play off that. And the first one that really struck a chord with me was the fourth song on the record, War You Know. Okay. So I got to ask, when it came to writing this song and really coming up with it, what was the overall thought process behind it? Because I just want to see what you meant by, like what your kind of song meaning was to see kind of also how close I got to it in terms of seeing where maybe we differed, maybe we were similar and seeing how the, like the emotion or the basically mental capacity for the song kind of compares. Okay. And you're talking lyrically, yeah? Right now, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I mean, to me, to me, the songs, lyrics, like every single song on this record is pretty personal to me, but I I wanted to keep it. um, I don't know. I'm not, not that I'm trying to be vague with my lyrics or anything like that, but I, I want people to to be clued into what it feels like and to be able to relate in that, you know, and have, have room for their own interpretation and room for their, for them to put, put themselves in my shoes or for, you know, them to put themselves in their own shoes while, you know, dealing with some of these things. But I mean, I did, I mean, every, every, every single, this sounds so cliche and I apologize for that, but everybody has their own war that they're dealing with on on the inside and you know specifically for me it's uh there are moments in my life where i feel like everything is angled against me and um there are moments and other moments where i feel like you know the walls are caving in or you know every i'll take one step forward and then take two steps backwards and there's um 
there's a crushing fear that comes with that and there's a uh a sense that life uh, may not be turning out as you know poetic and romantic as you had hoped when you were a teen you know and it's it's coming to grips with that and i think a lot of the album is coming to grips with that and it's coming down to an intentional choice to fight every single day um, and to take the moments that we do have and actually recognize them for what they are, that they're, they're the present, they're here, they're right now. And, um, you know, it's, It becomes a conscious choice if if every day is a war then every day you have to fight and so um that that's what where it's coming from as far as like my my mentality and like kind of where my head was at when i was writing the lyrics um see i can i yeah. can t i'll say i can totally see that because when i was going through it i mean i that's really what i felt through the lyrics as well there were there was some sort of like it, constant battle every single day for something and where I took with it was I thought it was like going through different suicidal thoughts and tendencies. But I think the biggest reason I did that was because back in 2017, I had dealt with that. So that's where the more personal part comes in, which is where I agree with you, where you're talking about when you come with the lyrics, it's you don't want to go like super duper personal to tell like just full on your story, because if no one's gone through your story, they're not going to they're not going to relate to it. And the song's not going to hit as impactfully. But if you go super duper vague, then people get lost and they're not sure where to go. If you right. certain metaphors and you keep it vague enough, but you also keep it like a little bit like a guided experience in a way. People are going to end up picking up on the emotion of the song and the true meaning of the song at its core, but they're going to end up putting themselves in it and the meaning is going to become more full on for them. Where I looked at it, where again, kind of looking at it through lines of suicidal thoughts and tendencies, because every sunrise is like the last, every sunrise last day really brings up the feeling that you want to end it all and every day feels like a struggle to get through. And I totally understand it because that's what yeah. I did go through back in 2017. It felt just a struggle every day to get up to go to work and just go through the entire day. And saying everything in life, it, it feels like hell paints the struggle that going through those suicidal thoughts and tendencies is serious and constant at any given moment. It also paints a picture of for yourself to fight for yourself every single day, get past when all you want to get past this whole entire thing, when all you want to do is just give up at that moment. Yeah. So I think really what you were trying to portray in this song, it, it kind of taking a look at how I took it, I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head where kind of that constant fight to just keep going every single day to get past something that is against you or something that's in your head that you're trying to get through, that it's going to be a constant struggle every single day, but you will get through it at some point. Yeah. We don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen at some point, but you just got to keep fighting. You just got to keep fighting. You got to keep believing and hope's going to be a powerful thing to get through that. So I think right. when it comes and to lyrically, I think you hit the nail on the head. Well, well thanks, man. I, yeah and dude that's i mean that's powerful to hear your take on it man i mean you said it a lot more eloquently than i could have so that's that's amazing man like i i, I think that you know it reminds me of um reminds me of this author brandon sanderson who writes uh book series called the stormlight archive but uh there's a quote in it that or um a guy asks a question and he asks, uh, what step is the, what is the most important step? And the answer is the next one. 
And so I, I thought that that was pretty profound and to keep fighting and that it's an intentional choice and it's, and, and there's growing, growing up, um, emotion, emotions and, uh, intimacy and really connecting and th those things didn't come naturally to me. They didn't come naturally to me. And I don't think that they were cultivated in a way that really hit me specifically. And that's not a knock to my, you know, the people who facilitated my upbringing, they did the best they could, you know, but um, just with me being a emotional dude in a somewhat not emotional home or being more angled towards art while the rest are angled towards all just anything but that um I, I didn't learn how to communicate and i didn't learn how to express myself and i didn't and, and so all these things are like bottled up inside right for years and years and um it's kind of creating trouble for me down the road you know where like there are some days where where my own mind is my worst enemy you know where like the the war in my mind i'm waging against myself you know and uh, i have to constantly intentionally remind myself you know that the next step is the most important just keep on moving just keep on fighting that you know that type of thing um and so yeah i mean and that, to be honest like a lot of the songs are connected by that that same thread but uh specifically with that song you know you have these wounds you have you're bleeding but both of those things like they belong to they belong to the living like the person who's living right and so by 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 you bleeding or by you having wounds, it means that you're still living, you know? And so you, you can still take that next step. And uh, yeah, I'm not trying to get all, like uber emotional off your first question, but you know. Oh, no, no, trust it's, me, Sean. It's, it's, it's totally okay because then you're, it's just, we're seeing the power that these songs actually have when it comes to you writing them and really expressing what you want to express through them. And by hearing that, like the most important step is the next step. I think that's really like when I went through this whole entire album, when it came to the themes that I really related to it heavily, especially when it comes to the war, you know, because when it comes to me talking about those different suicidal tendencies and thoughts that I had previously, a lot of it stemmed from a couple of different areas. But one of them that it extended to was the relationship I had before I went, before I went through all that. And the problem that I have now, and I recognize this, is that anytime I try and get close to some, someone, like get close to a woman or anything like that, I tend to pull back because I remember what I had gone through and I don't want, I, I stay closed off because I don't want to potentially put myself in that situation again. I don't want to get hurt again because I know right. how close I actually came to not being here at this moment. I know how close I actually came. I tried four times. So... Wow. When it comes down to it, it's it's really hard to just try and force that, try and like open up to somebody in a certain way like that. But it is important that the, the most important step is the next step and understanding yeah. that, but you know, 
I can't always, if I keep doing what I'm doing in terms of just closing off at any given moment, I'm not going to get any further. It's just, I'm not, I'm have to take that next step at some point. And if I keep pulling back from taking that next step, it's going to be too late for me to take that next step. Well, and it, it, it creates like a routine and a habitual, like closing off where, you know, your first instinct, you know, at first it was like, oh, well, I want to connect with this person. Like I want to, you know, I'm going to say something brave because that's what I feel like saying now. It's like that, like for me anyways, it got to a point to where like that wasn't even a thought. Like I didn't have those like spontaneous me thoughts because I like, because I was so closed off, you know, and there's another song that kind of, kind of talks about it where like, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be somebody else, you know, and uh, by trying to be somebody else, I actually severed the best part of me, you know? And so anyways, that, that's alluding to a different song, but like vulnerability and intimacy, man, it's, 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 it's a scary thing. You know, it's a scary thing. Like, it's so crazy. We have social media, we have podcasts, we have, uh, you know, people are within reach with just like a click of a button. It's in in all the the means of connection is there. And yet, like, I feel like as people we're growing farther apart, you know, and it's becoming harder for us to actually open up and, and, and be, be ourselves. And so, um, it's it's just crazy i don't i don't know like and i think that the absolutely the pandemic like exacerbated that and turned that into i mean everybody on earth right during the lockdowns and stuff everybody got a good long look in the mirror and got to see ourselves for who we are and who we are at home and whether or not we're actually like happy with how we are right and so it's, I don't know, I, I'm just kind of like saying whatever right now, but like, that's, it's a lot of heavy stuff going on right now, you know, oh, a lot oh, of heavy stuff. Absolutely. And then even jumping into more of the instrumental construction of war, you know, right at the beginning with the guitar, if that starts out and just the style that it was in, it kind of reminded me of like a very similar guitar style to two songs that every time I listen to them, they hit me impactfully like that and it's wasted age by we came as romans and my favorite song from last year which is above my head by polaris it's just the way okay. the guitar tone was it kind of like this like to the untrained ear of my guitar knowledge it had like this like feel like a napoleonic-esque guitar style but the way that it pulls it out it just puts that emotion out there so much more in the forefront of just you fighting for yourself because going to above my head by polaris basically everything i went through in 2017 on like that song describes it every step of the way and this song, it kind of made me relate to the most intense part of that time period. And because that guitar tone just basically connects me to it by hearing that on there, not only in the in, in the intro, but then you get to the second half of the pre-chorus and then fully in the chorus where this returns. Oh, my God. It just this is what this was the reason why I sat for 20 minutes with my hand like this listening to this song, because I just was I, I was so entrenched in just everything about it because of that guitar tone it, it it fits so perfectly in there i was it was like i was lost in myself but i was lost for the best part myself because 
I realized what had happened, but also continue to realize that that's no longer the case anymore and how far I've mm. come since then. Mm. Dude, that's powerful, man. Dang, <laughs> that's sick. And, and it's literally all based off that guitar tone. It is, it is an incredible move just to put just something that it seems that simple to put in there, but just that tone creates such this powerful message and there's so much like just this incredible style that relates so well to the theme and it just hits you in the mind impactfully. It hits you square in the chest. Honestly, it feels like you kind of get like punched in the chest with like this realization moment. It, I, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words even trying to describe it. <laughs> Dude, that's heavy. Dude, can I tell you something funny about that? That the uh, the band Polaris and they they get their albums mixed by the same guys who mixed the fire itself. So there's your you know there's your guitar tone, man. No way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then whoever mixed your album, I gotta t- I'm gonna have to give them a, like a full out applause, two thumbs Word, up, man. um, what, whatever other thing, uh, like the, like the waving hands. That just if you don't have one applause, wait, whatever it is. I mean, my <laughs> God, it was just it was so perfectly done with it. Because especially like I'll even bring up the chorus specifically because that guitar style it w- returns in a little bit of like a lighter style, but the backing has this more is a little bit more consistent with the faster pace being still at the forefront. But the overall lighter style with the outro rapid drum fill just works perfectly on this song because we get the feeling like we have to realize we need to beat this or we will perish to it. So it's constantly realizing that we have to keep fighting this war within us, otherwise we're gonna lose. And it's not going to be good. It's that full-on realization moment that you have. It is like I keep it's saying, a it's sense powerful. of urgency. Yeah, it creates that sense of urgency to that realization where you can still do this, but if you're going to make the change, you have to make the change now. Hmm. Dang, dude, that's heavy, man. I, you know, I walking in, walking into this, I didn't know what what to expect, <laughs> just because I, I typically don't know what to expect with. Uh, conversations on our stuff but it makes me really happy that you dove so deep into these songs man that's really cool i'll say do you want to jump to you want to jump to another one because i've got a couple others i could talk about like that (laughs) let's do it man let's do it let's talk about one of my other favorite ones and it's on the run through everyone it is song number seven it's called dream thief that's another one of my favorites so when you again i gotta ask a question when you're writing the song what was the idea behind it what was the meaning behind it because then i want to see again how closely i connected to it see how if the intention if you guys went like a specific way with the emotion behind it how i connected with it see if it really came through and then again i'm gonna have to talk about the guitar work on this one because it was the other it was again it was the piece that really set the song apart from a lot of the rest in terms of well a lot of these a lot of these songs are absolutely fantastic i'm not gonna lie i'm just talking about the three that just stood out in my mind like okay if you're gonna listen to any of these songs of these record again i'll say listen to it from top to bottom when it comes out but these are the th- mm-hmm. like the, like these two and there's another one that i'll say that are like for me i'd say the three ones you have to check out that's sick man well um oh okay i got a lot of things so first off just going off what you just said it makes me happy that the ones that you're choosing to talk about haven't been the single so far that makes me happy because uh we tried to write a front to back record that was just like you said earlier like a punch to the chest you know, uh, in our past records, we had had, you know, some instrumental interludes or whatever. And we we have some intros and stuff for for our songs on this record. But, you know, it, it's all attached to a song and it's not going to 
it's not they're not going to make you fall asleep <laughs> so um anyways and then second thing uh talking about dream thief i have a couple of things so first off before i have to give a disclaimer about this song this song will and let me get through this uh was my absolute it is my absolute least favorite on the record and there's a reason for that um and the reason is because i know how i felt as i was singing these lyrics that are about me feeling like a complete failure um and i know how i felt and i know in the moment like what the thoughts were that were going through through my head as I was screaming this into the mic and after I was missing take after take and how I felt like my voice wasn't there at all and it just like it made me hate it right and so I'm I'm literally in full hatred mode just screaming these lyrics and at a certain point with the lyrics I had to like take a step back and be like you know what, my son might listen to this song one day and he might read these lyrics. And uh, I don't want him. I don't know that I can uh, completely. In song form, like. Make it completely obvious that I want to kill myself, you know, so I uh, I had to. I felt compelled to change a couple of things literally as we were recording them. And, uh, it's a heavy, it's, it, it's a heavy song. And I don't mean that like instrumentally, um, you know, feeling like, I mean, you ever hear the five love language love languages? I, I have no idea what they are, but I know I've heard of them okay. and I've, I've seen them a couple of times, but off the top of my head, I couldn't name them for you. So there are certain, basically the idea is that there are, um, there are certain people who respond to different love languages more so than others. Okay. So some people respond to physical touch. Other people respond to words of affirmation. Other people respond to acts of service um, and then and so on. Right. There's different ways to love people. Right. And uh, one of mine for a long time uh, has at least as long as I know has been like words of affirmation and people, you know. Like I. I it means a lot to me when people compliment me, but I also I also don't understand and don't feel good enough about myself to actually accept that. Does that make sense? It, it does. I, I can easily understand that because that I kind of had a similar mentality back when I was growing up, especially more like when I was in high school as well, just because it, like when I was in high school, it, like between my freshman and junior year, it was I really didn't have any friends. So just having mm. people around to just potentially be like, hey, you know, you're doing a good job, that kind of thing would have been helpful. I mean, of course, I had my parents that were always supportive of me, thankfully. 
But when it came to just more friends and just like some people outside my family, I never really got that. And then all of a sudden, like I became friends again with like my be- my best friend when we were kids. We lived across the street from each other. All of a sudden, he started dating this girl that went to a completely different high school. And then we started hanging out with all those people. And I'm still friends with a lot of those people. So everything kind of changed around because now we were having fun. Everyone was supporting each other. And it was like we were always vocal about it. So I completely understand that. Now it's just I'm a I'm like for me it's a little bit different though because my headspace is in a completely different area, mm-hmm. but I can completely relate to that because I've gone through something similar in a you know earlier on in life. Word, well yeah I mean th- those words go so far right and mm-hmm. an intentional word can really <sighs> can give you fuel for days sometimes you know um. Anyways, so there's that. And then the other half of it, I would say, is feeling after dark flag that we had somehow failed. And uh, I didn't know if we'd ever be writing a record again. Um, you know, it's four, it's four years. Uh, we've been pretty dang consistent with releasing an album every two years so the fact that this one is four years should tell you something right um but yeah man i i felt like a complete failure in and it it seems so like i don't know like trivial and that i you know that i really should be thankful for for what i've been blessed and able to do which i i am i very much so am um but it's really hard to shake these feelings you know that come into your head that happen because you're not in the good mental headspace right you know it's like you, you can't always control the thoughts that come into your head um and so when you say, well, you should just be thankful for what you have, it's it's kind of like shrugging off the other person's feelings, right? And so it's, man, I didn't know that this was going to get this heavy, bro. <laughs> I didn't know. I wasn't prepared. That's my bad. That's on me. But, oh, no, uh, it's, it's, it's totally okay, man. I mean, I, the, the conversation could have gone any other way, I, possibly. I mean, it just depends on how the conversation started between on this, us and this podcast, but it just dove deep into this, and I'm all for it because when you're writing these songs, especially when I dive deep into the meaning of them, it's, I feel like I kind of am able to pull out what you're intending, but then I kind no. of, in that way, make it a little bit more about myself. But the reason that we all do that, especially me, is because I haven't gone through the same things you've gone through in life. I've gone through things differently, but we've gone through a lot of the same emotions that are tied into it, where when it came to Dream Thief, when I really looked into it, I thought the meme really asked us all if we went for what we wanted to in life or if we decided to just say screw it because the other way was the easy way on the side to play it safe. And Mm. when it came down to it, this was me back in 2017 because I just graduated college. Like I felt like I had the world on my shoulders, like, oh, you know, everything's in front of me. Literally gave it five, six months and my life wasn't like completely changed because I like I had a full like the girls with we broke up that kind of led to the previous story. But this also adds into it, and this was a much bigger part that I learned on later in life where I was working for a company and I had a temp job. I was at like four months into this job 
and they said I was only gonna be there for three and I had to, they just kept me on I had nothing from it but I absolutely hated it it was the most boring thing ever it was just me sitting at a desk doing nothing and mm-hmm. as I was going through it I kept wondering myself is this what life is like like in the real world this is what life is like after college is is it just like stay like go to work and then for me go to work go to the gym go home watch Netflix sleep and do it all over again I started right. to really resent it. I really started to hate myself on it because it also it takes a look at society and asks us if we followed the path of least resistance and gave up on our chance at being ourselves and being happy with who we are. And it kind of just like takes a look at like go after your dream because who you are without your because who you are without your dream is that who you really want to be. And I looked at myself I'm like I don't want to be that guy that just sits in an office and just plays it safe. That's not me. Like that I don't want that at all. So I looked at myself after going through all the everything I went in 2017 with the depression, the suicidal tendencies and the four attempts as well. And I looked at and I told myself, fuck, what am I doing? Am I, why am I not trying to actively get out of this situation? What am I doing to potentially make myself the happiest person I can be and do what I want to do in life so that I could potentially be the happiest person I can. But if I end up getting a family down the line, fully supporting that family. And yeah. that has led me to literally what we're doing right now. This whole That's entire sick, podcast has basically been derived off of the that moment of me asking myself, is is this what life is really like? And then turning it around and saying, No, I'm gonna take life by I'm gonna take life for what it's worth and do what I want with it. I'm not gonna play it safe. Dude, that's awesome, man. That's a much more positive take than what I had initially intended for the song, if I'm being honest. So, yo, man, that's sick. That that makes me happy, man, because I thought, like, this song was going to, like, people are going to read the lyrics to it, and they're just going to be like, oh, my God, dude. This dude's a mess. <laughs> like, you know, um, Cause like when I'm when I'm asking like who are you when your dream is dead, it's because I thought mine was. You know? That I mean that's that's really powerful stuff, especially when it came to you weren't sure if you're gonna be able to record this record after the previous one. And it's like when you're asking that question, you're kinda asking the question of did what I go for in life is what is it is it gone now? Do I have to pl- basically go and play it safe in a way? And did yeah, did it like did it actually like you know is it just a drop in the bucket or is it you know something is it something more or and there's little like tidbits of hope throughout it you know remember all the blood you've bled um you know there's a purpose for which you suffer um you know there there's little tidbits of hope in there but you know in in recording it and in writing it i know the mindset of my mind and i know what i meant i'm glad that something else was taken from it because otherwise it is just a miserable miserable song <laughs> like i love the song instrumentally um that's that's one that i had a huge hand in writing and like i've had the riff in my back pocket for years since like 2018 i think and so like getting to put that on paper it's always exciting but like it definitely i don't know like that's that's the crazy thing about music right is that somebody's gonna somebody's gonna take a meaning from it and they're going to almost like 
they're going to turn it into their own thing. And I dude, that's, that's so freaking cool. I like, I like your interpretation <laughs> with hell more than mine, man. So let's but, roll with but, that. Bro. Well, well, let me add on to it a little bit more. And add, <laughs> like, cause I was, cause something came into my head and really thinking about the instrumentals as well and how it was constructed. Let me throw a bit more in there as well, because you were talking about when you were looking at the lyrics and you were screaming in the mic and really trying to put this out there while you're recording, you were thinking about, what happens if your son listens to this and what's he going to think of it? And really going through the song, especially thinking about kind of how my mindset work with this, I think as your son gets older and as he starts to listen to stuff, he might realize that, you know, at some point in time when he wasn't aware of it, like you might have been in this very dark place where you thought that your dream was dead, but then is also going to see what came out of it and really feel mm-hmm. it from this song and really could see that as a positive where, you know, and there could be a point in time in life where he where he gets knocked down, where he feels like, you know, potentially his dream is gone. But when what do you do about it? And I think he'll end up taking a look at this song and taking a look at yourself and realize that if you have a dream and you're real and, and you and you want to go after it, it's worth fighting for. Because then Mm -hmm. what happens? Then you come out with this brand new record in 2021 and listening to it. I mean, again, I'm just completely thrown back by a couple of these songs, just sitting there, just just getting so fully immersed in them and just completely blown away by them. And when it comes to the guitar riff on this one, because you feel like in the intro of the song, you start with this lighter, slower, deeper guitar that really sets the scene for being more of this mystic headspace, which really fits in. But then you go with this full rap and Melkor, the guitar riff that has me thinking like, this kind of sounds like Dragon Force as far as just how fast rap and a little bit higher pitch it is. I'm like, I love the change up from the intro on this one because you're bringing this message of reflection onto your life to the forefront. And the more choppy transition out of it is absolutely incredible to really bring that to the forefront. Just the way the guitar tone was put for that, it really brings forward that more reflective motion, but in a much faster pace. So kind of as the has a more of a fever pitch to it at the exact same point as well. It was something that because right when I heard it, I, that was the first thing that drew me in the songs. I'm like, oh, this intro is different. Holy shit, here comes the guitar. Oh, <laughs> that was basically That's my reaction awesome. first time I heard it. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> That's sick, man. That's really cool. Dude, I, you know, okay, so there's something that I'm enjoying about this is that, like, what you're, when you're analyzing these songs, you're not, you know, you're not, speaking about it in like a musical vernacular like oh this this you know this was good or this was you know could have been oh you're talking about how it made you feel right and i think that that's something so important and that's something that i really like so that's sick man because uh that's something that that's something that Dan and I, when we set out to record, like write the record, that's something that we wanted to accomplish. We wanted something to like make people feel, you know, like I've seen, you know, what we, we've gotten this, you know, over the years, like, oh, they sound just like this band or they sound just like that band. And like, to be honest, man, I don't give a crap. I don't care, man. We're writing the music that we like to write. And if it sounds like somebody else, well, okay. Did it make you feel anything though? You know, like that's, that's, that's what's important to us, man. And so, um, if that, if that song went from like this creepy, you know, 
clean guitar. I don't even know how to say it, but like with all the layers of that clean guitar that kind of get thrown into it. And it's like this soundscape almost. And then you just get slapped in the face, you know, if it gave you anxiety for a second, like it's intentional, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like we full on want people to experience that, you know? I mean, so. it's, it totally did. It was literally like being asleep in your bed and being woken up, being shocked by a taser. It, it was literally <laughs> like that because Perfect. if you if you think about it, especially kind of like if I'm going to use my mindset about it as well, when you're listening to that Mystic Headspace, it's kind of like you're basically like going through the motions, kind of like you, it feels like you might have taken that safe route in life. And then all of a sudden, when that full on fast paced metal course out rapidness comes in with the guitar, again, that reminds me of Dragon Force to really bring out the reflective moment. It feels like you just got slapped in the face. It's like, <laughs> wake up, stupid. Why are you taking the safe way out? Like, why did you give up on your dream? And then when you, especially I'm going to bring in the chorus on this specifically, because you get the conscious tone where like a Dragon Force guitar tone comes back with a more of this like faster hard rock sound in terms of the drumming. But I love this move. The part, this course is so so catchy coming out of this pre-course that you have on there as well. It's soulful life. And then going back in the dragon force rapidness on the back end of it is an absolutely beautiful thing. It makes you sort of audit yourself in your life with more of a fever pitch. So it's not like you have really a lot of time to really sit into this and really look at it. It's like, you have to, you have to take a look at your life. You have to take a look at what you're doing. You have to take a look at it. Now you can't wait like two days or two years down the road because life's going to pass you by at this point. It's if you want to, if you want to focus on your dream and you want to make sure that you go after what you want to go after, Take a look and make that change now. Don't wait till then. Do it now. Dude, you're sick, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot, man. That's great. I, I mean, I'm literally just like going deep. In song, and I got to bring up one other song as well that I want to make sure okay. that people take a listen to. And it is the ninth song of the album, Severed by Self-Betrayal. That was the other one that really, really made me just like, again, have that moment where while I was listening to it, have my hand in my head, just really just trying to sink into it because it took me on another ride. It was, it was incredible, man. So I got to ask, what was the, what was the meaning behind this one? Because we're just rolling on this. I got to keep going. Yeah, man. Um, well, I mean, dumb, dumbed down songs about conformity songs about trying to be somebody else that, you know, vying for the affection of other people as opposed to you know really accepting yourself and uh at least in 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 my case where like you know there's a part of me that like growing up as an emotional kid and kind of being uh that not necessarily being cultivated in a healthy way um and then also being different, like I really had this, there's a part of me that really wants to be a people pleaser, you know, that really wants, like, I want people to like me, you know, which I think, I think that that's a, it's a basic, for, for a lot of people, that's a basic human need, right? Like if maybe not for everybody maybe they're you know maybe everybody's just super headstrong and assertive and whatnot and kudos to them if they are but that's not me i'm held back by you know 
whatever social anxiety or like awkwardness or inability to be intimate or um you know like it like it doesn't come easy for me you know um and so a way to kind of like it's almost like a self-defense mechanism is like to try and to try and fit in you know is because then you're approved of because then you know you're part of the game or whatever like it's it it's it's a very very you know plenty of bands have written a song about it and like it's but i i had my own thing to say you know that in doing that in trying to in trying to become somebody that i'm not and denying myself that i cut away the best part of me you know that 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 part gets stuffed down further and further to where it becomes harder and harder to be yourself and so um yeah that's i mean that's that's my description of what it is but I'm sure you have something a lot better to say, so go for it. Bro. Honestly, I think this one is the one where it might be the closest in connection, but there's a very specific reason for it because I thought this was kind of a continuation of Dream Thief in terms of the overall theme where we have to take a look in the mirror and see who the person we are now is. Basically, is that the person we want to be? And do we realize that we gave up on certain things that we wanted to do that were really personal to us that we really felt connected to? because we wanted to fit in because we wanted to be accepted by other people and because it was the path of least resistance and was it the thing that hurt us the most in the end kind of taking a look you know it's on us and the reason why i think i'm a little bit more connected with you on that one and why a lot of other like metalcore bands and metal bands whatever musicians have written songs about this topic is because we've all gone through something like this a lot yeah. of metal bands have gone through something or metalcore bands whoever it might be have gone through things where you know back when they were might be in like middle school high school where they weren't necessarily the kids that people really cared about. So they had the struggle of, do I continue with what I want to do and be called weird or be labeled as a freak or anything like that because I'm beginning, you know, potentially bullied for it and then take the path least resistance so I don't have to have that happen, but then lose who I am? Or do I keep pressing on because, you know, as life goes on, greater things might happen. I felt the same. I felt the same way when I was going. I mean, literally, when I was going to fourth grade, I transferred schools and. I felt like I had to listen to a completely different kind of music than I'd like to listen to because that's what everyone else was listening to. And I just wanted friends at that point. So I just wanted to fit in. Same thing when I mm -hmm. went to high school, same thing when I went off to college as well. It was, th there were times where all of a sudden, even when I was in college, it was, you know, we're having a party all of a sudden, you know, if someone puts on the aux cord, I was banned from even touching the aux cord because everyone's playing all this different like hip hop and rap or whatever was popular at the time. They didn't want me turning on Hollywood Undead or Rise Against. They didn't want any of that. I'm just like, mm -hmm. So I kind of like had to basically put myself in the background just to, you know, not kind of feel like an outcast. And as time has gone on, I realized like, <laughs> yeah, that was not the best idea. So when I listen to this song now, it's more of a song of self-reflection on what those times were when I always wanted to be the people pleaser, always wanted to be the person that was accepted by everybody, be the one to help everybody. But I never really took a look at, am I helping myself at that moment? And yeah. when I realized that I can, I have to, it, the most important person for me to make happy is myself. And then I can work on, then all of a sudden it's like, if I'm happy, I can transcend that happiness to others. But other people's happiness is not my responsibility. My happiness is my responsibility. 
So now it's like, so now it's like, okay, you know, well, uh, I mean, there was a time this was 2000, this winter 2018 going to 2019. So it was new year's Eve and mm-hmm. I was left all alone half hour before midnight. And it was like, you've got to be kidding me. So I went to this bar, my buddy was working at, and I told him to give me the aux cord because I had timed this out perfectly because I wanted to see what would happen. So I timed out perfectly, put my, put my old iPod in the aux cord and I started playing uh, Welcome to Black Parade right at the perfect time when the chorus hits for the last time it strikes midnight. The bar went mm-hmm. from like maybe 50 people in there to there were people lined up outside the door and crying around because mi- midnight was happening and you're hearing my chem playing at the bar. Everyone like bum rushed that bar. And I'm thinking, you know, old me would have just been like, okay, you know, play, play kind of like, oh, we'll just play whatever they feel like. But I'm like, no, 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 this is going to be awesome. And boom. And I looked at them like, you know what? <laughs> this music thing for me is definitely the way to go because I can do exactly what I want to do, make myself happy, but also can bring potentially a lot of happiness to others at the same time as well. So let's roll with it. And if you would have played Severed by Self-Betrayal, for me back when I was like 10 or back when I was 14 or back when I was 19, I would have a whole different mindset going to it. But it's because I would have a mindset of focusing on what's going on now and how can I change right. that. Now I look at it as what happened and how did I make, how did I make that change to really be the person that I want to be? So yeah. I kind of have a little more of a closer connection to you on this song when it comes to the meaning. But the reason is because not only the emotions the same, but a lot of the motions in a way are kind of similar. I got you. Well, dude, yeah, man. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. Like I've, I've, I've had this like grappling with like who I am and, you know, allowing myself to be happy. I feel like that's something that you touched on. Um, you know, like, and, uh, just, I don't know, man, I I've, I've, I've felt like my entire life I've been like eternally in the middle, just not one way, not the other, not fully accepted here, not fully accepted there. And I mean, dude, I'm, I'm an old guy now. Like if I, if I can't grow up and be an adult and like actually let myself like enjoy the things that I enjoy, like if I want to play Dungeons and Dragons, then I'm going to friggin' play Dungeons and Dragons. Granted, I haven't played it yet, but I'm going to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow myself to enjoy these things, you know, that like growing up, like being, being a baseball player, like. I would get made fun of for like, you know, the people on, on my team or whatever, people that I'd grown up with my entire life, you know, they'd be, they'd hear me rolling up playing as dying and they'd like, I'd get out of the car and they'd be like, kill myself, kill myself, kill myself. And it's just like, dude, that's, it's not what he's saying. Come on. That's ridiculous. But like, that's just how it is. Right. Or when I tried to be in the, in, in the music scene, you know, and, uh, I was always like left out of certain things because I also play baseball, you know? And so I was like the jock that nobody, whatever. And it's just, there's that, there's things with, um, with church, right? Like, like, look, man, like, I'm struggling with my faith. I know I love Jesus. I, I, I'm struggling with it though. 
you know, and there are a lot of churches who wouldn't be okay with that, right? They wouldn't be okay with the fact that I vape or the fact that I, that I drink, like, even though I'm a 33 year old adult, right? And it's just like that people pleasing part of me wants to like, you know, uh, you know, put on a suit form or whatever, but you know, that's like, I am who I am. And like, I'm not saying I'm perfect or that I'm good the way that I am, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to be made to feel guilty about who I am anymore. And, uh, you know, so there's that or within the metal scene, like, and this is, this isn't anybody except for myself putting this feeling on me, but like feeling like we don't fit in because we are a Christian band or we have a Christian message or we have faith, right? Or, uh, or, or going and, you know, we're also that, that Christian band that, yeah, we're, we're all of age. We, we like to enjoy alcohol. We like to, you know, we vape because we used to smoke cigarettes. Like, <laughs> like we're 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 real dudes. Like we we have we have things that we struggle with, and so from the Christian community, there's there's weirdness, you know. And so it's like my entire life, I've felt like I'm in a state of in between, right? And, and Garrett from Silent Planet has a special word for it that makes an appearance in, in a couple of his songs. The word's called the word is metaxis. It's the state of being in between that that dude's brilliant but like you know that's like that's where i'm at and i'm so sick at this point in my life of feeling that way and feeling like well i can't go left i can't go right i i don't want to sit here in the middle whatever but you know what if just screw it man like i i'm not gonna try and I mean, even with this record, look, we're not trying to break any ground or do anything wildly different. Like, we want to write what we want to write, you know? We want we want to make people feel and we want to make people connect, right? We want, we want people to have conversations like the conversation that we're having, you know? That's where our mindset's at. And I'm like, man, there's like so many areas in my life that I could apply that, you know, where... I want to do what I want to do. Like, am I going to be loving towards people? Yes, I am. But I'm also not going to be a doormat. You know? So. Yeah. And I think that might be like the biggest thing to take off from this album is just that when like going through the whole entire thing, it's clear that to me, at least the songs are incredibly dynamic to where they there's completely there's differences in every single song so you guys wrote these songs the way you want to write them you weren't trying to please like okay you want to please you know the 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 metalcore elites no 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 you don't want to do anything you're just focusing on what you want to, and then you're writing exactly what you want to write you're putting out this style that you want to put out there especially in the lyrics you're showing everyone kind of your vulnerability you're showing everyone what you're scared but also showing everyone who you are on the inside as well and that that basically that that you got this fire inside of you and it's going to end up bursting out of nowhere to the point where you're going to end up just becoming exactly who you want to be and showing that every step of the way. And even if you are in the middle when it comes to the, like the metal scene where it's like, you know, oh, you're not as doom and gloomer as some of these other, but also having that Christian message as well. It's like when it comes to Christianity, it's just, oh, are you 
questioning your faith. Oh my God. Well, here's honestly what we should all care about is the fact that when you go up on stage is that, and when you're performing and when you're playing music, when you're recording is that you're making the music that you want to do. And Mm. when it comes to the message behind it, it's, I don't care what I like for me, it's, I don't care if whatever belief system you have, because I love punk rock as well. And a lot of the punk bands have different political views than I do. But what I mm. loved about them is that they make the music they want to make and they're so passionate about it and that their lyrics really create that. And then everything comes together to make one hell of a song where maybe, you know, maybe I learned something about myself or learned something about something else. I don't know about that. When it comes to you guys, it's the same thing where it's you're being completely honest with yourself and they can create some absolutely incredible songs. So let's be more open to the fact that everyone has this different idea on life and how they want to live it. So let's be open to that and accept it. We have to be doormats and make sure we make everybody happy around us. But let's be open to the fact that, you know, every metal band, every metal band, every band, every artist is going to make music they want to make. Let's listen mm-hmm. to it. Let's really feel what the artist felt and let's take it from there. Because you could, if, if you just kind of have this preconceived notion, you're going to miss out on so much great music. And you're going to miss out on potentially so many of these realization moments that you could have had about yourself because you just kind of just, eh, nah. Don't push right. the music away. Like, listening to this record, again, those three songs, I sat here like, you got to be freaking kidding me. This is awesome. So when it comes down to the brand new record, again, for everyone listening, because I don't want to mess this up, The Fire Itself comes out on August 27th. You guys, I, I implore you to check out this whole entire album because, man, Metalcore has had a lot of great quality this year in 2021. And Phineas fits right in there with this great quality metalcore that they created absolutely from themselves, from the heart, and wouldn't have it any other way. Dude, you're awesome, man. Well, you're awesome. Well, Shunks, I know you got to get going. There is going to be three things I end this podcast with. One is, so when it comes to everyone listening to the podcast, I want you to check out Phineas as much as possible. I want you to check out all their socials. I want you to check out every single thing they have on YouTube, stream their music, download it, buy it, buy some merch, whatever it might be. Instead of having to like search all this stuff up, go to the description of the podcast, see find Phineas online. You're going to have labels and links for you guys to go click, follow, subscribe, share their stuff, list their stuff, stream it, buy it, download it, whatever it might be. I'm going to have that there all for you guys to make it as easy as possible. Now, the second thing, Sean, is this. Whenever I have a guest in the podcast that I have absolutely love having on, I always make a promise if that's the case. This happened 100% of the time, and Sean, this is this is not an exception to this rule. Like This was an absolutely incredible conversation. Got to open up and just really get to see the core of wh- where this record came from. So my promise to you is this, my man. When, this is a when, not an if, this is a when. I can see Phineas perform okay. live for the first time because I have not seen you perform live yet. My promise to you is this. First round's on me. <laughs> Awesome, man. I and I do, that. and I do pay up on my debts because now the concerts are really rolling again. I've started doing it, and man, it's awesome. So that I'm making rules, it happen. Man. So on that note, John, I cannot end this podcast and all good conscience with a goodbye because a couple of things. One, I would love to have you on the podcast again to talk to you because man, this was incredible. I'd love to go again and do something like this, go into some more music, whatever it might be. Also, I gotta make good. I promise, I want to see you perform live. I want to make sure I make good on that first round on me because. I wouldn't say it if I wasn't willing to do it or really wanted to do it. So I'm going to make it happen. So goodbye is too final, man. Got to hey, end it with. Hey, man. It's till next time, brother. Till next time. Heck See yeah, you later, man. man. Heck yeah, man. Well, well, folks, that was my interview with Sean from the band Phineas. The Fire itself comes out on August 27th. And I want you guys to check this album out, man. 
when I got to listen to it, this album's dynamic, but it's such a great album for you to really listen to in depth, really take part of it because the emotion that's behind this album is incredibly powerful and how the guitar tones and how the styles of these metalcore songs really bring that to the forefront and really make you just really take a look at yourself through the depth of what Sean was talking about with Phineas. Man, the, <laughs> metalcore is at such a great place now in 2021. We've seen so many great bands come out with so many great albums. I mean, Alan Harrington has to be just absolutely losing his mind on Twitter. And I know he is because I follow his shit. The, the guy is totally on top of it. So he's going to love this one. Trust me on this. He's going to be blown away by this one. And so will you. So make sure you find Phineas online. Again, links in the description below for everything when it comes to their socials, YouTube, where you can stream music, buy their music, download the music, buy some merch. Make sure you go and do that. Also, make sure you follow everything with MSOTD Rocks. Again, links in the description below. Along with make sure you're following and subscribe to the Core Progression Podcast. Make sure you tell someone about the podcast as well. That would help us out a lot because... We want to keep growing. We want to keep bringing you these amazing stories from as many amazing artists as possible. Hell, even some of those bigger artists that you guys absolutely love, along with some of these, you know, you know, artists that are all over the place. We want to keep doing this. So please make sure you follow, subscribe to all our stuff, MSW Rocks and the Corporate Rush Podcast. Thank you to our sponsors, Phoenix Fitness as well. Again, 15% off at checkout using the code MSOTD. And I know that's going to be for you guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Chord Progression Podcast brought to you by MSW Rocks for Rock and Metal Thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, hearty. See you. Yeah.